Okay, so listen to this. What? Right? We're gonna need some therapy. I'm Kim. And I'm Amanda. Thanks for tuning in to the Horrifics podcast where it's always Halloween. Here we discuss the creepy, weird, and paranormal. Okay, so on today's episode, we will be uh, doing the segments Do It For The Podcast and It's A Culture. So we're going to be talking about a mystery location that is quite literally named the mystery spot in Santa Cruz. Apparently they couldn't think of anything better. Um, And there's some conspiracy theories behind it. Maybe we'll be discussing that. Yeah, but we visited this place um, because it's just some place that I've always wanted to visit. Yeah, we both I did. never did. Yeah, we both really wanted to visit yeah. it because we heard some really cool things about it. But I have to say, after actually visiting it in person, my perception has changed. Oh, yeah. So um, we're going to talk about what it is, first of all. I will be reading directly from the website about what exactly they say it is and then we will go into like our experience and like some conspiracies maybe about what 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 it could be could be but talk about our experience and if it was worth it and what we thought about it what we experienced and stuff like that yeah we'll give a brief history we'll give a, a background to it you know, if we think, you know, is this or is this a a conspiracy with any actual uh, backbone? Yeah. So, if you visit their website, mysteryspot.com, and then you go to what is it? This is exactly what it tells you. The mystery spot is a gravitational anomaly located in the redwood forest just outside of Santa Cruz, California. It is a circular area of effect around 150 feet or 46 meters in diameter. Within the mystery spot, you will be stunned as your perceptions of the laws of physics and gravity are questioned. But don't take our word for it. Come and decide for yourself. The mystery spot was discovered in 1939 by a group of surveyors and opened to the public in 1940. The mystery spot has amazed and perplexed hundreds of thousands of visitors from all over the world, and many return time and time again to experience these puzzling variations of gravity, perspective, and height. Some speculate that cones of metal were secretly brought here and buried in our Earth as guidance systems for their spacecraft. Some think it is, in fact, the spacecraft itself buried deep within the ground. Other theories include carbon dioxide permeating from the Earth, a hole in the ozone layer, a magma vortex, the highest dielectric biocosmic radiation known anywhere in the world, and radiothesia. Whatever the cause is, it remains a mystery. That was it? That was everything from the website? Um, Pretty much. Then it just says it's fun for all ages. Spend a few hours with the whole family, mm-hmm. 45 minutes, fully guided tour, stuff like that. That's a pretty generic explanation of what it is, I have yeah. to say. They're kind of like putting stuff out there to try and get you interested in, in going and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it kind of works. If You know, it does work. It worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. I know. Like, what like is some- this? cool alien paranormal stuff going on there yeah so i will say um they kind of skip over a really detailed image of what you're gonna see when you get there 
Because when you get there, it's very gimmicky. Like, they have a restaurant on site and a gift shop on site that are the first things you see. Mm-hmm. Those are the first things you drive up to, not the spot itself. And then you go to a little ticket booth where you purchase your tickets and then you meet your tour um, up a ways. And you're still not at the mystery spot itself at this point. You have to walk up a steep incline to get to the house, which is this little shack. Yeah. It's really tiny. Sh- yeah, it's a tiny little shack that appears to be angled pretty severely. Uh, and everything else around it is kind of at an angle, too, because like we said, it's on an incline. Yeah, they give you like a whole spiel about like how it happened and it's just this a big story. Another thing that was interesting to me, I feel like the stories don't make a whole lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because in the story you read off of the website, it said in 1939 it was discovered by a group of surveyors. Mm-hmm. But our tour guide told us, and I found this online too, that it was actually discovered in 1939 by a specific man named George Prather, Mm -hmm. who I believe was the owner, because it says that he bought it from, I I forget who they said he bought it from, but he bought it from somebody. Right. They say he, in the tour, they say he bought it from somebody. It was either the bank or a company or the government. He bought it from somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it says, uh, on on this article I found online, it says that George George Prather actually discovered it in 1939 when climbing a steep hill on the site. His compass started jittering and he felt dizzy, lightheaded, and top-heavy as if something was trying to force him off the hill. Realizing he was onto something, Prather purchased the site and decided to build a house on it, which opened to the public in 1940 and was named a historical landmark in 2014. But here's the thing. How would he have discovered it and then purchased it? Why would he be on land? Well, that he might have his? purchased it from like it was probably like a public I don't know, public area and that he was hiking and then he purchased it from the government. Yeah, most or something likely like that. whoever I don't, owned it. Probably I don't the know, government. yeah. But anyway, this was 1939 and I'm right. sure they did things differently than they oh, do now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um but that's interesting. Yeah, but the, the, a lot of theories, like, before you actually go and, like, visit this place, a lot of theories that you were to hear would be, like, oh, you know, aliens and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, like, that that's why your compass gets all messed up when you go up there. The compass thing is interesting because I feel like that's a way for them to draw you in. Yeah, but they on our tour, at least, they didn't, like, use, they didn't a, use compass a compass to no, show. They didn't. We could have brought our own, I guess. But yeah. really, who thinks who thinks to do that? I don't have a compass. Who has a compass? Yeah, I could just download a compass app on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> we could have done that. Yeah, but I don't think it would have worked the same way because we don't have magnets using the compass in our phone. That's that's the whole purpose of a compass mm-hmm. is the magnets. Okay, so going back to the uh, conspiracies about aliens and what it could be. The thing is, when you're at the, the site, when you're at this little dilapidated shack uh when you walk up you do feel a force pushing you mm-hmm. which aligns with this belief that when george prather discovered the site that he would feel something trying to force him off the hill and he'd get lightheaded and dizzy i guess that aligns with it but at the same time i feel like there are other things at play modern things things that 
probably were not there in 1939 that make you feel that way. Well, just like the the steepness of it in mm-hmm. general could make you feel that way. That's true, but I, it did. It felt really. It felt like it, there was a lot of force pushing you back when you're trying to walk up. I would equate it to you know when you're you're at like a carnival or a fair and they have those freaking death trap spinning rides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can feel the ride pushing you down when you try to get up. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like that. I didn't really feel that. I felt. It I just heavy. felt like I was going up a hill. Really? Yeah, like a really steep hill. Like, I mean, it was definitely hard to go up. It was up, really hard to go up. But, but it wasn't I, I just the hill, it was the house, too. Because I yeah. remember having to, like, grab the side of the house because I felt drunk. Right. I felt like I couldn't, I, could, I had no idea which direction my body was trying to go in. But it was not trying to go in the direction I was trying to take it in. <laughs> so that's another thing. When you're in the house, yeah, you can't walk. Because when you try to walk you start to fall mm-hmm. in one direction like your equilibrium is very off and um, and that's why some people i guess have these conspiracies about aliens yeah but here's the thing they say that on their website yes right that there's these alien but they don't say that on the tour they don't they, she, she briefly mentioned it. i remember our tour guide briefly mentioned that mm-hmm. but when you look it up online and you look at the theories online there aren't that many. There are actually very few conspiracy theories about aliens online. Yeah. So I don't really know where they're getting this. Oh, everybody believes that there's this alien conspiracy behind right. it. Do they really? Or <laughs> did you guys just say that? Yeah. When I was, honestly, when I was younger and I, I had just heard of the mystery spot and like I heard it was like this gravitational like anomaly and, and stuff like that. I thought, oh, wow, you're going to see like stuff floating out of your hands like is gravity gonna like be upside down like what what is it gonna be and go there and it's it's really just you were saying your equilibrium Mm -hmm. being messed with yeah your equilibrium is off and there's some sharp angles Mm -hmm. and some i guess visual aspects of it illusions Mm -hmm. that really kind of mess with your perception of things yeah uh, but I couldn't find really that many conspiracies about aliens and how it how yeah. people have these theories about aliens. I I feel like I was really let down, and I feel like this is something that they've twisted mm-hmm. to use it for sure to pull tourists in. Yeah, because you can look online, you can Google it. There is this um this one article by crberryauthor.com. I found this article explaining a little bit about some alien conspiracies but this is really like the only thing i found like googling it I, there's hardly any conspiracy theories and any that do pop up about aliens it's on the mystery spots website yeah itself yeah so this, it, it's, it, it feels like a big gimmick it it is it's very gimmicky and they yes. capitalized on this yes. for the gimmick right uh this is what cr berry's uh article says uh, it says that some have speculated that the anomaly was caused by aliens that aliens secretly brought cones of metal to Earth and buried them beneath the ground as part of a guidance system for their spacecraft. Others have suggested that a spacecraft itself is buried there, giving off radiation that's messing with gravity. The tour guides tell people that a meteor fell thousands of years ago and left a magic circle, and others say it's to do with a magma vortex, a hole in the ozone layer, or electromagnetic radiation. I do remember them talking about that stuff. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah. 
It does say, in fact, a claim has been made that because of an electromagnetic field on the hill, wildlife can't live near the mystery spot. Whatever the cause, many believe that the mystery spot remains very aptly named. This is literally the only thing I found. I don't even know where did this author find his information other than maybe the mystery spot. His imagination. Website. That too. Maybe some very deeply buried conspiracy theories written somewhere on the internet. I couldn't find hardly anything. Yeah. I feel like once you visit it, you can throw out all the conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. Right. So I guess that goes back to anybody who has actually visited it really would be the only person to speak on it, mm-hmm. right? Would be the only person to review it and, and give you their their theory. And once you visit it, it's like, okay, yeah, there's not a whole lot going on here. Mm-hmm. I don't think aliens are in. No, no, no. After no. after visiting it, you I mean, if you're like an adult, teenager, whatever, you can obviously tell that it's just set up to um, mess with like your perception, your equilibrium and, and like set up as an illusion. Right. Maybe if you're like a child, you know, you still have that sense of wonder and imagination and um, not really understanding of the concept of illusions. Mm-hmm. You, you can still believe it. Mm-hmm. It probably is more fun for a child to experience it. Oh, yeah. But, I, I, there was a ton of kids there. Oh, yeah. That doesn't mean discount it as like an adult because Mm -hmm. it was definitely like something to experience it was and interesting to see like illusions and i I think we should go into our experiences a little more Mm -hmm. because when we arrived um like we said the first thing you see is the very gimmicky art of the tour it's not the tour itself but if you go to just visit you can see it's very touristy like yes. it, it's created for tourism. Mm-hmm. It definitely capitalizes on the tourism. There's a bright yellow taxi that has <laughs> the mystery spot logo all over it that you can take mm-hmm. photos with when you arrive. It's on our Instagram if you want to mm-hmm. just check it out. It's on the Instagram. <laughs> check it out at Horrifics. Uh, and then there's a gift shop. Really cute gift shop. Mm-hmm. Super small. Really packed. And then tight space. Yeah. Not very much room to move around. No, there's not. Uh, And then there is a cafe as well, which we didn't eat at. So we don't know how the food is. But it's in a really beautiful setting. Like there's a garden surrounding it, the woods. It's a great setting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the tour itself starts a, a little bit of a distance from all of the tourist attractions. Right. Like we said, you have to kind of climb up a steep hill to get to the, the shack itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should mention that the ticket prices mm-hmm. as of right now, you know, 2021, mm-hmm. were $8 per right. ticket. $8 a person. Yes. It, it, it's very reasonable and very cheap, mm-hmm. especially for that area of California. Yeah. So definitely. it's not like it wasn't worth the money. Because mm-hmm. it was not expensive at all. No, it wasn't. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely something that you should check out if you are, like, in the area or planning to go through the area. If you haven't been. If you haven't been. And you want to go. Yeah. It, you're not going to lose any money. No. So, that's something to consider. Yeah. So, the, the website says it's, like, a 45-minute tour. I don't exactly remember how long we spent going through it but it didn't feel like 45 minutes it definitely didn't 
feel like 45 no. minutes. I feel like there's a good portion of that not actually at the house itself. Right. And what makes me also not believe that it was 45 minutes is because they have tours constantly going. So I think the times for the tours were like every half hour. So you you start, but you start up the hill and then you go, you wait for the people. There's people um, in the shack while you're like waiting outside and they're doing like little demonstrations and stuff. And then once the people go out of the shack, it's your turn to go in and take pictures and and do all this stuff. And our tour guide said, and I mean, this this is what happened is you only get eight minutes to do what you want to do in the shack to take pictures and experience everything, Mm -hmm. which is not a lot of time because there's like a bunch of other people. Well, not like a bunch, but like, what was it? Like eight other people or something like that? There was quite a few other people in the tour group. Yeah. And so they're like running around. You're not able to get all the pictures you want to get. And it's just, it's kind of chaos. <laughs> it, it is. Honestly, it feels like chaos. Yeah. Because you feel rushed. Yes. I for felt sure. Rushed. Very rushed. I, yeah, I couldn't get, we couldn't get good photos. No. And if, you'll see that on Instagram. The photos are not that great. The illusions aren't that great. Right. We couldn't get really good picture angles. Right. They probably look better in person. Mm-hmm. And also, our tour guide, like, she demonstrated at some point some pictures that you can get if you were in person you were seeing her like you could see this crazy angle that she was standing at yeah it we couldn't impressive. get that angle no we probably couldn't. because we were too scared to like fall on our face but <laughs> <laughs> but also just the amount of space we had screaming right. the kids. kids the chaos it was it was a lot and then of course having to be rushed out of the house mm-hmm. so that the next tour behind us could come in right which I feel like is unfair. I feel like if you're going to have a 45-minute tour, then allow your group to have the whole 45 minutes to themselves. Right. Because you, in a way, you don't get that because you're moving on from one part of the tour to the next and there's another tour group right behind you. Right. And it's like three different parts of the tour. There's the before you get into the shack, kind of like, I guess, the front porch, you would say, but not really a porch. It's just outside. Mm-hmm. And then you go into it. And then that's like eight minutes there. And then you mm-hmm. go out of it and it was like 10 minutes or something there. Mm-hmm. So, I, and before you even rock, walk up the hill, there was like a, th- that part of the tour that you, they probably considered part of it too. Right. There's a part of the tour before you physically walk up the hill where it just starts to barely incline. You're like at the bottom of the incline. You haven't actually gone anywhere <laughs> significant. You just kind of stand around while the tour guide introduces herself and gives a little bit of a history, a background yeah. to and what the mystery spot is. Kind of tries to demonstrate the anomaly, like mm-hmm. where it starts. They try to give you proof yeah. that it's level. They yeah. pull out a level. Say, yeah, this is a, we haven't tampered with this level at all, but I mean. There's a lot of ways that you can create the illusion without tampering the level Mm -hmm. so that part was a little bit disappointing um because i i i I get why they they started it there but they spent a i feel like the most time there probably i felt like a lot of our time was spent there or even like before you go into the track there was a lot of like waiting for the other tour to go Mm -hmm. through there was a lot of time spent there too Mm -hmm. um most of it was before you go into the shack. And then after you go into the shack, it goes by really fast. It's really, really quick. Yeah. Everything was outside of the shack. Except for eight minutes. <laughs> Except for eight minutes. And that's the part that I think people look forward to the most. Right. 
because that's where they can take pictures mm-hmm. and kind of mess with the illusions. Mm-hmm. The whole area consists of a lot of uh, incline. The, the hill that the house is built on is built on an incline. Mm-hmm. The house itself is severely angled forward and then everything inside is at a, like a decline angle yeah I, I think it's interesting they build things mm-hmm. that have no purpose other than for you to stand on them yeah like there's a there's a random table that's built into the house mm-hmm. and then there's these side steps that are built into the wall yeah and they say that this is not where the actual house originally was built that it slid down the hill or whatever it's just during a landslide i don't think i didn't i don't believe that at all i think it's built where it was built yeah and it's been there the whole time yeah but i mean it's it's definitely something that if you haven't experienced you should if you want to just get an idea for yourself it's fun it's fun yeah and um it's definitely it's not gonna break the bank afterwards if you if you want they have like some hiking trails you can go through Mm -hmm. and if you wanted to spend some more time in the in the woods and stuff and see nature because the the tour definitely doesn't take that long it doesn't and the area is beautiful yeah the area is so nice another thing is that and you can see this on our instagram too another thing you can check out that kind of helps explain what we mean when we say it's purely illusion there was a part where we switch places Mm-hmm. On a log that's supposedly a level surface. Like a bench, they called it. Yeah, it's a bench. And they, they show you with the level that it's the level surface. Mm-hmm. But you can clearly see that it's not. It's yeah. very clearly angled. Yeah. They have us switch places. We're on one end of the log where we're different heights. I'm taller. Mm-hmm. Na- I'm naturally taller in person. You're mm-hmm. a couple inches shorter. Mm-hmm. And we're our, our normal perceived heights on one end. Mm-hmm. And then they have us switch places to the opposite end. And then... Everybody is the same height. Apparently the same height. But here's the thing. They have the tallest person at the lowest end of the log, mm-hmm. which would be me. And then they have you next to me on a slight incline right. on the log. Right. So, of course, we're going to be the same height. Right. The only thing that I, I think people question is, oh, but it's supposedly level surface. They showed us level. But you can clearly see that it's not. Yeah. So there's something going on Yeah, there. we have a video on our Instagram if you want to look at it you and can see what we're talking out. about yeah and uh decide mm-hmm. what you see so i think it is pretty obvious that it's, it's an illusion the area is beautiful mm-hmm. it's very cheap very cheap worth eight dollars and it gives you an excuse to go visit it experience the area so is it a waste i don't think so no. and i don't think you're going to be going to santa cruz specifically to visit there so if you have time, you know, just hit it up. And if you do go specifically to visit it because it's an experience that you want to have, don't go into it with a ton of expectation that yeah. it's going to be some super paranormal event. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. It's not like that at all. It's a fun gimmicky tourist attraction. I think it's worth it to the extent of the price is worth it. The area is nice. If you haven't experienced it, you can scratch it off your list. Yeah. I think there are th- some things they could do better. I think that giving the tour 100% of its time mm-hmm. dedicated to one, one group, group. Yeah. as opposed to trying to move multiple groups through mm-hmm. at the same time. 
kind of get why they do that. It's or, money. Yeah. They're, they're trying to get, they're trying to squeeze as much money as they can out of the, yeah. the But maybe like, I mean, it's cheap enough to where you could maybe inflate the price a little bit and then cut down the amount of tours that you mm-hmm. send through. Yeah. So you can get a give a better experience to mm-hmm. the people going through. Exactly. I feel like people would pay a little more if they got more time to take photos right. and experience it. Mm-hmm. Maybe walk around the grounds a little bit more by themselves. Because we really didn't get to disperse from our group at all. Right. And check the surrounding area. Because supposedly that whole spot is supposed to give the whole illusion. So I think that giving us time to sort of explore the surrounding area as well would have been a little bit nicer. Yeah. And you said you want to go back. Uh, maybe maybe invest in a compass and see what actually happens. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that would be cool. Yeah. Bring a compass. See if it actually does mess with a compass like yeah. they claim it does. Right. I want to try that. We didn't try that. Why didn't we try that? Because we didn't know. We didn't think about it. That's a good idea. Has anybody done that? I don't know. Let us know if you've done that. Let us know if you visited and you took a compass with you. Does it actually mess with the the magnetic field of the compass? Yeah. Or is there is there an explanation behind why the compass would do that? Just purely based on the incline, the steep incline it's built on? I don't know. Yeah, those are just some things we thought they could have done better. Yeah. Also, I think cool it on the alien conspiracy theories because that just... Oh, right. Clearly a ploy to get tourists to go visit. Yeah. Nobody's saying that. They nobody, don't even hardly mention it. No. When you actually go. And nobody really believes that. No, especially after you visit. After you visit. Before, yeah. But then you go and then you're sorely, sorely disappointed. Yeah, that's definitely not it. No. <laughs> yeah. That was our experience at the Santa Cruz Mystery Spot. Yeah. Paranormal? Absolutely no. not. Mm-mm. But definitely uh, can be interesting. So fun family adventure. Check it out for yourselves if you like. Yeah. It's worth it. Worth eight bucks. Yeah. Yep. I'm super excited about this next segment. We are doing It's a Culture segment. We're going to be reviewing Malignant, which is a brand new horror movie that just came out. When did it come out? September 10th. That's when it came out. September 10th. And by the way, I'm excited not because the movie was good. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say. I almost want to change the name of the segment to what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> I we had so many emotions watching this movie. I will say this movie is like a roller coaster. Yeah. So I will um since you're so excited, I can just see it on your face. So excited. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'll let you start. First we need to put out a disclaimer there are going to be spoilers in this. So if you're listening and you haven't watched the movie yet, watch it first if you don't want any spoilers. Well, that was Pepper. Oh, Pepper is taking a nap in the background. Uh, and she's snoring. <laughs> she's not a big dog, but she sounds like one. Anyway, back to Malignant. Anyway, back to Malignant. So, as somebody who um, thought it was really bad, it's actually very entertaining. <laughs> and it is kind of funny. And this is actually something that I saw a lot of people talk about on Rotten Tomatoes. So, to start, one of the things about this movie that I think was... I guess unexpected was the acting. The acting in this movie is not good. And when I say not good, I mean bad. Yeah, no, from the very first line of the movie, mm-hmm. bad acting. Super bad acting. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, you see some doctors 
at a facility of some kind. That was kind of our first introduction to this movie, and I was already very worried. Also, if you're watching this movie and you're eating, <laughs> uh, don't. Found out the hard way. Yeah. At least the first part. Yeah. The opening credits. Mm-hmm. The opening credits were really graphic. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean... I watch horror movies on a regular basis, but uh, the intro, the intro was weird. So the the thing about this movie is we were about a half hour, 45 minutes maybe into the movie and just so much was going on, but nothing had been explained. So we had no idea what was happening. (laughs) I mean, we kind of did, but it, it felt like they were dragging it out. Because they had kind of lined everything up. They had lined up this plot in such a basic ass way that literally we guessed the plot of this movie in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I think 35 minutes into the movie, they had so much had happened. But none of it like correlated to each other yet. Right. Like none of it had been brought full circle at this point. And the movie I didn't realize was almost two hours long until we stopped it at the 35 minute mark. And I was like, how the fuck is this movie two hours long when so much has already happened in 35 minutes? And we were like, what are they going to do for the next hour and a half? Yeah. But I read a lot of comments on Rotten Tomatoes and people were saying there was a lot of plot twists and it was really surprising and they didn't see it coming. That wasn't our experience at all. At all. I completely disagree. Yeah. You kind of have the plot figured out right away. Like we did. I think I said one plot as like a joke and it turned out that that was actually the plot. That's that's really that's what's, what happened. Yeah, that, that's, that's what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was comedic in that way. Yeah. So for the group of people who liked this movie as a comedy, I guess I kind of agree. Yeah. If you're expecting to go in and see like a really scary movie, don't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't scary at all. At all. At all. There was one scene in the very beginning. That was creepy not really like scary yeah. it was just creepy it was really creepy we got grudge vibes yeah from the very beginning of this movie and that's another issue i had with this movie was that people were saying that they hadn't seen anything like this before or though i think that was the critics uh consensus some critics were saying that this movie was unique or yeah something. like I they had know. never seen anything like it before but i completely disagree yeah i can think of several examples of characters or other horror movies scenarios yeah where it's very similar even the house itself it looks like the amityville house it, it just looks like a creepy victorian dollhouse like it doesn't looks it looks like the house that we just watched in surreal estate <laughs> yeah exactly like it doesn't look like anything different the house in the movie the opening i've seen before and then they have this creepy opening into our our villain I guess, of the movie. And it looks like the girl from The Grudge in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then um, a character dies. I'm not going to say which character, but there's a character that dies. And the way the character died was very reminiscent of the Haunting of Hill House series that came out on Netflix with the broken neck. It looks just like that. So even the very beginning of the movie, I was just unimpressed. It just looked like every other horror movie you've ever seen. And that's where it kind of starts to almost seemed like a parody of other horror movies and i know you mentioned the cinematography of this movie oh god that stupid shot in the attic specifically oh but the thing is a lot of people said they liked the cinematography yeah i just i didn't Mm -mm. i didn't like it at all it 
if I had like seen that scene specifically go on any longer, <laughs> it probably would have made me motion sick. It's true. They seem to do like a lot of unnecessary panning out, and there were just some weird like camera tricks that they did that was supposed to make the the movie more interesting, but it wasn't. It did nothing for it. And the movie sets themselves were not good. They were very basic. There's that one scene where they had the the fog machine. The fog. Yeah. What the fuck? They go into a creepy abandoned building, and there's just fog everywhere on the floor, like. Like dry eyes for no reason. First of all, what the fuck is fog doing in an abandoned building on the floor? That makes no sense. It looked bad. It played no part in the movie. It made no sense. And it really bothered me. It was just pointless. It was And it so kind of took away. It did. It took away from the whole scene. Because you're like, what is that? There was nobody hiding in the fog. It was just there. Because if you go into a creepy abandoned building in the middle of nowhere, there's there's dust on the floor there's not fog right i was so bothered by that so the movie sets were pretty bad yeah yeah there there was one decent plot twist in the whole movie that surprised me genuinely surprised me because i didn't see it coming and it was so basic but we'll get into that because we'll get into more spoilers so other than the bad movie sets the bad acting bad acting and bad camera work (laughs) the the scene that you were talking about where they're in the attic where they're spinning the camera Mm -hmm. as they're panning out Mm -hmm. why i don't know i don't get it it confused me nobody in the attic was upside down no they literally started the scene upside down yeah and then the camera spun around as they panned out panned out i didn't get to make it right side up i don't know why they did that and if there was any metaphorical reason behind it there no, wasn't. There, it didn't seem like there was. But if there was, don't do it. Just don't. Just wasn't a fan. A lot of people said that they thought that the villain was different or unique. Mm. They hadn't seen it. Yeah, I, I have to disagree. I have to. I'm sorry. I did so, see a couple people say that they reminded them of, of Voldemort. Yeah. So, I mean, this is when the spoilers are going to come. The spoilers have to come out here because... You can't talk about how bad this movie was without without <laughs> how bad this movie was. The main character, the villain, we're going to refer to as Voldemort because that's literally the first thing I thought of. Yeah. And even the they had a cop in the movie who referred to um, the villain as Sloth from the Goonies. Yeah. And it's, it's literally, it's kind of like if you took a Sloth from the Goonies and combined it with Voldemort. Do you want to bring it up? Uh, audience Ron member Tomatoes. Uh, on Ron Tomatoes this is uh, a verified audience member called G Money uh, G Money said this movie fucking sucked dog the plot if you can even call it that was severely lacking in coherence and momentum the special effects were whack and the antagonist was essentially a Voldemort slash MIB bug hybrid with Bruce Lee's agility in a trench coat uh, yeah I have to agree literally I would have to say the uh, Voldemort and Men in Black Bug Hybrid with Bruce Lee's agility in the trench coat is probably the most accurate description. For sure. I did not whatsoever understand, spoiler, but how you go from normal capabilities to supernatural 
strength. Bruce, Bruce Lee type right. agility and strength and ability. Like sticking to walls and shit. It made, yeah. it made no sense. No. Like, why are you all of a sudden Spider-Man? Right. I don't get it. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> but I guess that's why it is kind of successful as more of a comedic horror movie. Because they kind of make fun of horror movies a lot. Even even the weird, like, chemistry that the sister had, played by Maddie Hassan, who was, by the way, she was the best actor in this whole movie. And yeah, I really, agreed. But she had this weird chemistry. I'm putting chemistry in quotes because it wasn't that successful with the um, detective. And it was just... Oh, yeah, they're... they're they try to make it, like, a romantic yeah. thing. And it was super unnecessary and really unsuccessful and nothing happened nothing came from it they just like random flirtations in there for no reason they give you like puzzle pieces here and there yeah and then surprise you with a twist at the end but there's really no twist we literally sat there watching it and we're like oh this is it oh this is it oh this is it and it was yeah okay so major spoilers ahead (laughs) yeah if you haven't seen the movie now it's time to go watch it but I do want to say this before we get into the spoilers. Mm-hmm. It's not worth movie theater prices. No. So either if you have HBO, which is where we watched it. Right. Watch it on there. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, wait for it to come out on Redbox. Mm-hmm. So our protagonist is... Who's our protagonist? Um, the same as the antagonist. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this is very confusing. Um, let's just... Okay, so what our... Our main character in this movie is Maddie. (laughs) Maddie is uh, pregnant and she has this abusive husband, spouse, in the movie. His name is Derek. Derek's a dick. And Derek blames Maddie for the loss of their children because she's had several miscarriages prior to this pregnancy. And Derek is so much of a dick that they start fighting and he slams Maddie's head into a wall. Like so much so where it puts a hole in the wall. And, and she's, she's bleeding. bleeding. Mm-hmm. Now prior to this, we get a glimpse of an asylum with some creep doctors in it. And it looks like it's in the past. So we'll find out this later on in the movie, mm-hmm. but it was when she was a, like a younger child. Yeah, it was around the time Maddie would have been like seven, seven. Anyway. They're talking to this thing that they call Gabriel. And in the scene was saying it's time to cut the cancer out. They don't actually show us what happens. What happens. Or what they're talking to, what they're talking about. Gabriel appears to have a normal child's feet. Child feet. Because they were wearing panda socks. Not a bad scene, but the acting was awful. Uh, but Gabriel, we don't get to what he looks like we get a glimpse though of something that doesn't look human other apart from the child feet we get a glimpse of something that looks almost alien uh but gabriel can communicate through electronics and after this gabriel decides to threaten everybody in the asylum saying he's going to kill them all mm-hmm. and then the doctor decides it's time to get the cancer out gabriel makes good on his promise yeah yeah Basically, years later. Years later, when Maddie is an adult. Yeah. So pretty early on in the movie, um, our first kill is someone we will not miss. Um, Derek dies. Fuck Derek. But the thing is, Maddie 
wakes up, I guess. Derek's asleep on the couch. She hears something. She hears a noise. She goes downstairs and she discovers Derek is dead. Yeah. Derek's head is like almost snapped in half. Mm -hmm. This brings us to the haunting of Hill House comparison. Mm -hmm. Where the neck is broken. Yeah. That's what it looks like when she Mm -hmm. sees him laying Mm -hmm. against the doorway. Yeah. But his neck is so, it almost looked like his head was like almost torn off. Yeah. Which is done by this creepy... This is where we are introduced to the thing we referred to as the grudge-like creature. Yeah. It's basically a silhouette that looks like Jacqueline the Grudge. Yeah. Anyway, Maddie screams and runs away, and she's headed up to her bedroom. The front door was right next to her, but she went up She went up to her and bedroom. And locked herself in the bedroom. And locked herself in the bedroom. Again, she had to go upstairs to do that instead of just running out the front door. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand these choices. But it's kind of explained later on. In yeah. The movie. Why this happened, I guess. I guess, yeah. But uh, Maddie's chased up to her bedroom by this creature, and then um, the door is completely blown off the hinges, and Maddie flies into the bedroom and hits her head again on the floor. And Still then pregnant. she wakes up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. With her sister, sister her in a princess dress. <laughs> yeah. Why is her sister in a princess dress? I don't remember. She's an actor. She's an actress, I guess. Actress, yeah. yeah. Um, but she shows up, and Maddie's lost her baby. Mm-hmm. And they inform Maddie someone broke into the house, and I guess almost tore Derek's head off. Anyway, uh, as we continue to watch the movie, we see a couple more people start to get killed. And the police, the same police who are looking into um, Derek's death, start looking into these other deaths. And the uh, people who are being killed, we find out right away, are the doctors who work at the asylum. And they're being murdered by some skinny, stringy-haired, really strong, like inhumanly strong, strong creature-looking thing. Creature-looking person who we assume is Gabriel. Yeah. And, and if you look really close at the way it moves, you can see that the way that it moves is moving backwards. Yeah, the body moves weird. So these people are getting murdered by Gabriel. The police are looking into it. And they're trying to figure out what the connection is to Derek's death. Well, at some point, Maddie's talking to her sister and informs her sister she was adopted. And this comes into play. Because as they're looking into the connection between Derek's death and all these doctors' deaths, they realize Maddie, who was adopted was actually given up as a child to the same hospital where Gabriel was at in the beginning of this movie. What really annoyed me about that is they're like 30 years old. Her, the older sister is 30 years old. She's just now telling her sister that she was adopted. She was adopted. You'd think that this wouldn't have come up sooner? Right. It is weird that all of a sudden it comes up now. I don't know. Um, But things get even weirder because Maddie has actually been witnessing these deaths that Gabriel's committing. As if she were there firsthand. Right, as if she were there. She's at home, she's laying in bed. All of a sudden, she can see Gabriel in front of her. Like as if she's dreaming but awake. And he's just killing people all violently and shit. And Maddie's like, 
what the fuck? And she tries to tell the police, and they think she's batshit crazy. Yeah. But she just told her sister about it, and her sister believes her. So the police are thinking, okay, this is looking really weird. This is weird, Maddie. You say you can see the deaths happening in front of you. That's impossible. Also, you have a connection with these doctors who are dying. You're at the same hospital that Gabriel was supposedly at. What the fuck's going on? Well, the police go to talk to her at her house, and all of a sudden a woman comes crashing through. She just comes crashing through the ceiling. Maddie starts screaming, like, what the fuck would this woman come from? Well, earlier on in the movie, Gabriel kidnaps a woman without any explanation. We have no idea who she is. Of course, we guessed who she was. We guessed who she was, because she's got the same bad wig on that Maddie does. They look identical because they've got literally the exact same They literally on. almost look like the same person. Yeah, basically. Um, so we can pretty much assume that it's um, Maddie's biological mother right from the start. Mm-hmm. And again, this doesn't help the plot. What was surprising was that when Gabriel kidnapped her, we saw him keeping her in an attic, a creepy attic somewhere. Big ass attic. Where it has the troublesome camera work. Mm-hmm. The unnecessary camera work. But we had no idea up until this point where she comes crashing through Maddie's house that the attic was, in fact, in Maddie's house. We didn't know until this point in the movie. That was the only successful plot twist in this whole movie. Yeah. This happens while everybody's, like, in, like, the living room or whatever. So uh, at this point, they, like, arrest Maddie. Maddie. Because, you know, she just had some woman fall through her ceiling from the attic. A woman who was tied up. Yeah. Maddie apparently had no idea who Mm -hmm. she was. Maddie seemed generally freaked the fuck out, though. Yeah, she did. When she's arrested, this is when we find out, after some encounters with some other imprisoned ladies. Imprisoned ladies. (laughs) The stereotypes of these prisoners, by the way, are very offensive. (laughs) There are some rough stereotypes in here. Why are all the prisoners butch lesbians and, yeah. like, really bad-looking, what we can assume are supposed to be prostitutes? This is a weird, offensive scene. Another thing that was very unnecessary is they just have this one of these random prisoners just peeing in the toilet. Oh, yeah. She's just chilling, peeing out in the open, which I guess is, like, a pretty realistic description of, I guess, jail. Or It's, like, it's a holding yeah. jail. It's a, it's a holding cell. It's not... She's not I just actually, thought it was a little unnecessary. Can't, I mean, it didn't need to be there. No. But this is where we find out that Gabriel is... Maddie's... Brother. Maddie's brother. Maddie's brother. Yes. Because her Who sister decides it's a good idea to venture to the asylum where Gabriel and Maddie both used to reside prior to Maddie's adoption. Now, we found out Gabriel was her brother because her sister um, found some videotapes at the asylum that she went to by herself. <laughs> and it was dark. It was night dark. time. This was another big plot issue. Yeah. That really bothered. Not even, it's not only a plot issue. I guess it's just the way they said Continuity. That. Yeah. The, the asylum, she's driving to the asylum. She's on a road. And it is bright outside. It is clearly daytime. Yeah, it's maybe like four, five o'clock in the afternoon. And she can see the asylum from the road. It looks very close. Like you just go around like two curves of a mountain up a hill and you're there. Right. 
And for some reason, by the time she actually physically gets to the asylum, it's fucking midnight outside. (laughs) (laughs) There's a full moon directly above the asylum and it's pitch black out and there's stars everywhere. It should have taken her maybe like 45 minutes at most to get to that asylum from where we saw her. It should have been sunset at the most, at the latest. It should Mm -hmm. have been sunset by the time she got there. Anyway. um, So yeah, she discovers some videotapes and some records. Files. Files. Like Gabriel was in fact Manny's brother. Now, prior to this, the police didn't think Gabriel existed because... They found some old home videos of Maddie talking to Gabriel as if he were an imaginary friend. Yeah. So the police don't think Gabriel's a real person. They don't think he exists. But her sister finds out Gabriel was, in fact, her brother. Mm-hmm. But it gets weirder because they discover that Gabriel was born attached to Maddie. Like, it'll show you in the movie. It's weird um because he's attached as like a face and arms on the on her back and the back of her head skinny little arms yeah like a like an alien creature he almost looks like an alien um and they describe him as almost like a a malignant tumor Mm -hmm. um that usually consists of teeth eyes hair but he is like he almost looks like a developing embryo. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's still in the stages of development. And this is in the movie referred to as a teratoma. And this is what in the very beginning of the movie they were talking about when they said it's time to cut out the cancer. Right. And this is something that Gabriel would often repeat to people he was murdering, the doctors. He would repeat this throughout the movie yeah. as well. What I didn't understand is they referred to Gabriel as a twin. Twin. Right. They said that the... Teratoma? Yeah. As an embryo not successfully dividing. Right. But the thing is, um, Maddie was a girl and he was male. They referred to him as a male. But in order for you to be a female and a male twin, you have to be two separate eggs. So I don't know how you get that from one thing not separating properly. It doesn't make any sense. That's a little confusing. Anyway. But yeah, so Gabriel is essentially this twin, I guess, that was supposedly absorbed in utero and now is this teratoma tumor growing out of Maddie's backside. Yeah. Like it's her her skull mm-hmm. and then down her back. So when they cut when they cut the cancer, so to speak, um, they weren't able to cut everything away from her. Mm-hmm. So they were to t- they were able to what take out was it like the spine or ribs or something that because right. he had mm-hmm. some spine or ribs Mm -hmm. they took that out and they took the limbs off they took everything that they could and then they said they pushed the rest into maddie and closed up her skull right which is how that i guess the eye and the teeth that were left yeah got pushed into her skull because apparently they share a brain yeah they share a brain yeah and cutting that bit out would have killed her yeah right Mm -hmm. 
I guess he's submerged into her skull, the rest of him. Right. Yeah. He's submerged. And this is a really messed up part of it. But Mm -hmm. they said that he's been dormant this whole time. Mm -hmm. But he was feeding off of her pregnancies to gain strength to take over her body. Mm -hmm. And that's how he was able to do all this because he was gaining strength off of her pregnancies and that's why she kept losing her pregnancy. Yeah. Which is messed up. And honestly, we're not that sad that Derek died. Right. Derek was a dick. And I think I think we came to the conclusion that all this started again because he slammed her head against the wall. Right. He bashed and Maddie's like, head into the wall. Basically opened up Gabriel's brain. Right. He woke Gabriel up. Like woke him up. So we see Gabriel's face throughout the movie, um, but we realize that Gabriel's face was somehow protruding from Maddie's skull. Yeah, you see this happen when Maddie gets arrested in the jail cell. Mm-hmm. You see actually how Gabriel comes to life when he puts her dormant or whatever. He uses, he basically takes over her brain and mm-hmm. is essentially taking over her body. Mm-hmm. To control her body, which is why the creature we saw earlier with the long stringy black hair is walking backwards. Yeah. And he's in this super long black trench coat. Yeah. While Gabriel, as it turns out, was using the trench coat to hide Maddie's face, which is now, I guess, the back of his head. Mm-hmm. And is able to, I guess, kind of disguise his body a little bit better. And, um... Gabriel, his face somehow, I, I don't understand this. This is weird. It's almost paranormal. Where her skull like splits open mm-hmm. and he forces his way out of her skull. Yeah. And then when he's done doing his deeds, it just goes back in and her skull closes up again. But you notice throughout the movie, she'll wake up with her head bleeding again. And we think, you know, it's just... Her, like, stitch is getting torn or whatever, but it's really because he pops out and then, every night. Yeah. <laughs> and then just goes back in like yeah. nothing happened. Really weird. And also not technically possible. Right. Like, I think I asked, like, when I saw it actually happening, like, how does she survive that? Yeah, right? Like, how does that, first of all, how do you not realize what's happening? That's got to hurt. But apparently he takes over her brain well enough that... He makes her believe something else is happening around her. Right. Like she's at home. Right. In bed or whatever. In bed or whatever. Yeah. Which is why she's seeing these murders happening as if she were there. Because she was. But he's making her think she's seeing it from home home in bed. Right. This we can assume is what happened in the beginning of the movie when she saw this creature chasing her. We can assume he made her see that. Right. Because it didn't make sense that there was a creature chasing her when she was supposedly the creature. The creature, yeah. But I will say this whole plot is very predictable. Mm-hmm. And you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, how the fuck is that predictable? You'll see. Well. <laughs> if you watch it. They just line up everything so perfectly Maddie's adopted right you know that's gonna come into play they didn't even subtly toss it in there it wasn't even like oh Mm -hmm. you know we always knew she was adopted no she straight up tells her sister after 30 years (laughs) I'm adopted 
Also, another thing is they don't really give you another person to put the blame on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, there's no other suspects except Gabriel, who were introduced to early on. And you realize, okay, well, Gabriel would have had no reason to kill Derek unless he was somehow connected to Maddie. Exactly. So, again, the plot, very basic, very open right there. Gabriel's got to have a connection to Maddie. The fact that the woman that Gabriel kidnapped looked exactly like an older version of Maddie, and she told her sister she's adopted, we can assume that's Maddie's birth mom. Mm -hmm. So, again, that's just laying the plot out for us. Yeah. It was very predictable. Very predictable. And the way Maddie is seeing these murders happening... But her whole body is paralyzed. Like, she can't move. She can't do anything. She's at home in bed. She's seeing this murder happen in front of her. We're like, okay. Maddie's got to be the one doing this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why would you all of a sudden be able to see these murders happening? But you can't move or control your body. So we're kind of already assuming she might be the one doing this. Especially when we see her talking to Gabriel as if he's real. But they introduce her sister into the film, and her sister is so convinced that Maddie couldn't have done this that you realize, okay, they're going to try to plot twist us, and Gabriel's going to be real. And then you see her head bleeding, Mm -hmm. and you start to realize the name of the movie is Malignant. You start to realize, okay, maybe Gabriel was attached to her. Right. I, I will say there is, like, one small part in the movie where I thought maybe Gabriel could be real, and it could be a separate person from but her then, but it was a very short mm-hmm. thought and it dissipated very quickly yeah i think when you get a glimpse of what gabriel looks like long black mm-hmm. hair and his body almost hangs backwards it clicks you realize okay gabriel is literally he's growing he's like in the back of maddie's head he's like some tumor yeah that can control maddie literally you figure it out pretty early on and somehow the movie was still two hours long <laughs> So, essentially, um, at the end of the movie, Maddie's sister figures out because she saw the tapes from the asylum, but Gabriel's already torn apart half the police department and all of the women in the holding cell. He basically killed everybody to get out, I guess. But Maddie's sister tries to save her, and at this point, she's trying to reach out to Maddie, but Gabriel's taking over her body. And I guess Maddie was, she had so much love for her sister that she overcame Gabriel. Yeah. And she ended up, um, so Gabriel was at the point where he was about to kill her sister, Mm -hmm. like shoot her in the head. And her biological mom. And her biological mom, Who's in the hospital. Um, At this point, you see Gabriel shoot her sister in the head. Right. And... Then he makes his way over to their mother. And it turns out after he kills her mother, Maddie, you realize, I mean, I realized beforehand, but mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you realize. Did. You called yeah. this. Yeah. Um, you realize that Maddie had actually been able to take over Gabriel's mind now. Mm-hmm. And he, she made him believe that he shot her sister and killed her mother when he actually didn't. Yeah. So her sister's still alive and her mother's still alive and pushes him back into her mind again. Yeah. And when we say her mind, we mean literally like her skull. Like she <laughs> shoves Gabriel back into her skull and her skull closes back up. And her sister's alive. Mm-hmm. 
And that's pretty much the end of the movie. Pretty much. But what the fuck? (laughs) What a wild ride this movie was. Mm -hmm. So our protagonist was basically Voldemort. Um, So yeah, but I mean, you figure out the movie as you're watching it. It's pretty obvious. Go watch it for yourself. If you want. If you want. I mean, it was an entertaining movie, I will say. It was pretty funny when you're watching it and you realize that it's a successful comedic horror movie as a scary movie. Not scary at all. Not scary at all. I would not pay full price tickets for to see this in the movie theater. Yeah. Go I see a discounted either. price mm-hmm. or wait for Redbox. Mm-hmm. Or if you have HBO Max, watch it on HBO Max because mm-hmm. it's free. It's free on HBO Max, yes. Mm. I think we sat there and we were both just like, what the fuck did we watch? Yeah. This movie was weird. Honestly, if the acting hadn't been so bad. I had much higher expectations for it, I will say. I did too. I think if you go into it thinking it's a horror movie, you're going to be very disappointed. And I really thought it was going to be a horror movie. Yeah, I think if you go into it thinking it's a horror comedy, you might be less disappointed. It was actually kind of funny. Because <laughs> again, it is like they're making fun of a lot of different scary movies. So yeah. Malignant. Check it out if you want. If it sounds like something you want to watch. I, I, how do you how do you feel about this? What would you... I would say it's kind of hard to get an idea of what we're saying by just listening to what we're saying. <laughs> to watch the movie. <laughs> so <laughs> just watch the movie if you're if it sounds interesting in the slightest. Yeah. Don't watch it thinking you're going to be scared. No. I will say. Don't, don't go into it with the mindset that it's going to terrify you. And expect bad acting. Expect very bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. And the movie sets don't make any sense. Alright. All right. That was Malignant. Yep. In our It's a Culture this segment. This was the It's a Culture segment. We're wrapping it up. Have a good one. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts on this movie. Yep. Let us know. Thanks for listening. Follow us on our socials. Links to Instagram, Facebook, and Anchor are available on the website. You can also follow our website posts for announcements and podcast info. That's all for now. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Mm